Alright, welcome back guys. We're here with the Skeptics Review. I'm the Arbiter, joined by Rachel and the Scientist. What's up guys? Howdy. And uh, we got a really fun episode today. We're going to be talking about some of our most memorable live concert experiences. Right? Because, you know, music yeah. is great to listen to on your own, in the car, or whatever, but you got to go see it live to get the full experience. Yeah, of course. That's yeah, cool. for sure. So over the years, you know, I know I've I've had a lot, a ton of really memorable concert experiences. I was telling the guys earlier, I know I'm not going to remember them all, but I'll narrow it down to a top three for now that I can remember. Yeah. We'll do it <laughs> yeah. round table like usual. <clears throat> Sounds good. You know, one of the things I wanted to say is, you know, it's very different attending concerts and seeing your, you know, these favorite, your favorite bands live than just listening to, to your recordings, to your devices you know it adds so much more when you get live that it's just it it just adds more you know i don't know more you're attracted to it more to the music yeah and uh, if you're actually seeing a good band live you'll see the the real raw talent that they have not just in the recording studio that's true of course yeah it gives you like a personal connection you know like now you've kind of bonded with a group of people you know and of, uh, I always kind of equate it to like a religious experience, you know, like, oh, we've sure seen, we're experiencing this. And, you know, when it's over, it's over. You just have the memories. Unless you're one of those yeah. people that records the whole show with your phone or whatever. Don't do that. Oh, no, no. That's a no big way. no, no. No Either way. In the moment, you know, take a picture uh -huh. or two, but don't, 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 you know, like save it for later because no one ever watches them later, right? I never do. Uh -huh. <laughs> it and it's not for that. It's for it's for social media. That's all it is. It's to say I was here. Take a few freaking pictures. Put your phone down. Enjoy the show. Exactly. That's yeah. it. So. Oh, and another thing. Buy merch. <laughs> a lot, of, especially yeah. like underground rock bands. Oh yeah. Bands, <laughs> they they live off of that the sales of their merch, and and people complain, why why am I going to pay thirty dollars for a t shirt? You know, because that's what they need to survive. You know, so you know, yeah. you're a true fan. Support you your band. You want to support. You know, mm -hmm. especially if you get the music for free somewhere, YouTube or whatever, and you're not really financially supporting, you know, mm -hmm. buy a shirt or a cap or a something, you know. Yeah, it might be pricey, but it's a reason why the prices are up because these bands, everybody has to make money off it. It's not just a band. You're talking about, you know, the roadies, the crew, everybody on that tour working that job is making money off of that tour. So, you know, it is mm -hmm. important to to reach out and buy like you said, a shirt, even if it costs 35, 40 bucks. I mean, it's going to, it's going to these people's families. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause they don't make money off the record sales. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. they make very, very little, even a very successful band will not make that much off of sales alone. So it's all off of touring. Yeah. yeah. And, and touring. You go ahead. No, I was going to say that. I think even, uh, even in streaming services, they only get like fractions of a cent. For each, uh, for each stream. Yeah, I think I heard of that. It's like, yeah, it's literally a fraction of a cent. You're right. Yeah. So I'm like, man, that's that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, so they have to go out on tours. And not to mention, you know, when you talk about the tours themselves, these bands are, are touring every other night in different cities, living out of their buses, out of their suitcases. And yeah, um, I, I would only imagine it gets tiring, you know, and it just, it just, I feel like as fans, we're obligated, you know, you know, to go out and support them, you know, pay those tickets, pay those, you know, for for that that moment, you know, and it's a lot of give and take. And I'd say it's it's really worth it. Like, 
you pay all this money just to go see your favorite bands or to buy their merch. But I mean, it's worth it. It really is. Yeah. And that's why that's the reason for the topic for today to, to show how much, you know, it is worth it to us and hopefully, you know, continue to inspire others to actually catch a live show when it passes through. Yeah. It stays with yeah. you. You know, it's something, it's something that you can't buy. I mean, I mean, aside from the ticket, you can't buy that memory or that experience or that story, you know, like mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's more than just, you know, a price. I don't know. You can't put a price on it. I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah, of course. So who wants to go first? All right, I think, all right, I think Rachel should start us off because I'm actually still writing. I just thought of another one, so I'm going to, I'm okay. writing that down. Well, I'm going to go sort of chronological because I haven't been to too many shows, but uh, my first one is going to be, as you might, might have guessed, Chevelle. Nice. Oh, I hadn't thought of Chevelle, but I know that's one of your favorite bands. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw these guys up in Denver. Uh, back in 2014 2014 and man that was such a good show like honestly i'm going to say the same thing about each show that the whole show was great everything was amazing but i want to really just touch on a couple of things that really stood out to me i guess um i think the the first for me was the drumming as a drummer that's what i noticed most in most concerts and uh the drummer sam Mm -hmm. um something about his style i don't know it's just really really active really pronounced i guess it it, he has his his own style really he really does and it it just really stood out during the show like his arms are just going everywhere he's really moving to the music it um I don't know, it's really magnetic, I guess. It was okay. a good performance. And then, and um, what was that? I just wanted to ask a quick question. Um, I, I, I know, you know, obviously growing up together, you know, mm-hmm. I've always known that Chevelle is one of your favorite bands, right? If not your favorite band. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I want to ask before I continue, because I know you can, you're going to uh, really give into detail, but before we move on, I wanted to know, how did you feel when you found out Shiva was going to Denver and you knew like, yes, I'm going to go to this one. Was well, soon as I heard, honestly, I pretty much went right onto uh, the website to look for tickets, like immediately. Cause I had to know how much they were. And I was like, if I can afford it, I'm buying it. I don't mm-hmm. like, I'm buying it. It's happening. <laughs> and yeah, sure enough. I found tickets and they were like, well, oh, wow, that's not too bad at all. So, yeah. Yeah. There I was. Sounds good. <laughs> And then what else about the show made it amazing? Um, there was one song that really stood out to me because it was the first song I ever heard. And it, it just struck me immediately. Mm-hmm. But when they played the song, The Red. Okay. Um, it was incredible because all the lights in the, in the audience on the stage, everything just went red. And for the first, I guess half or three quarters of the song it was just pete the lead guitarist mm-hmm. and his microphone just playing the song and it was really really cool like something very intimate yeah real intimate he was just there in his corner all the lights were red he was playing the song on his guitar by himself and it was really good 
but yeah that was uh that was another thing that stood out to me oh also i got to grab a bass pick from the show yes <laughs> nice and um it was kind of funny how it happened because uh dean the bassist he's he's really chill really mellow and sometimes you can't even tell when he throws a pick because he's so chill and it doesn't seem like anything happened <laughs> But he threw it out into the audience. I saw a couple of guys trying to grab it. It was toward my general direction. And uh, no one grabbed it. Like, it fell to the ground and no one could find it. I'm like, oh, man, this sucks. So I was waiting and waiting for the lights to, like, kind of move around the audience. And uh, sure enough, like, a few seconds later, I saw between someone's legs and I just reached down and grabbed it. God dang. So at that point, were a lot of people trying to get it or was it just... Yeah, like- I, I noticed a few people looking around. I'm like, oh no, this is mine. <laughs> but yeah, sure enough, I grabbed in a couple of people around me. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that always happens. Uh, that, 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 I think that always fine. happens. You know, oh, yeah. you, have, you have these bands, you know, trying to throw out their drumsticks, throw out their, their guitar picks, you know, like, and you hear people screaming, throw it in my direction. And they have signs that say throw me a pick yeah i have i have a similar story to that it almost cost me a pinky <laughs> but uh we'll, we'll get to that one in a bit <clears throat> um am i next go for it yep all right let's see if i can top shove out okay well i've actually you know we're talking before the show you know i've actually been to to quite a bit of concerts you know i've grown up you know going to shows with my with my parents as a little kid of different genres <clears throat> and um oh man i just thought of another show i went to okay um but my first one of my first picks that i have to mention is um we caught uh george Strait at the cowboy rides away tour wow so, so being from texas you know country music's pretty big out here and <clears throat> king george basically is on top of that country charts always has been always will be so the cowboy rides away tour this was back in 2013 and i believe extended into 2014 so he announced his final tour wasn't going to tour anymore which is a was a huge deal which what we talk about is how you get to see your, your favorite artist perform mm-hmm. so we went off you know i had saved um at least a thousand dollars to go buy tickets for me and my family to go see find a way to go see him on tour. So, you know, we waited for the, for that unlock date to happen. We had about three, four people working phones trying to get access and nothing fell through all of a sudden, like everybody bought tickets, like instantly for, you know, he came to our, our, our city in South Texas, which mind you, one of the cool things about that is the um, coming down to South Texas was the second to the last show on the tour. He was going to finish off in Arlington at AT&T Stadium. Wow. Prior to coming to South Texas, he was at uh, Gillette Stadium, which is where the New England Patriots play in, mm-hmm. in Foxborough, uh, in Massachusetts. So George Strait was selling up these massive, massive stadiums that he came out in to South Texas and performed in a much uh, more intimate venue. So we have all that going. And tickets are sold out. We're bummed out. And... You know, unfortunately, I did not get to get tickets for the family. And selfishly, I still went to the show. <laughs> but, yeah, um, ask me if, if I have any regret. Any regrets, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason for that was because 
Rates, you're it's actually your brother, you know, who okay. shows up. He came over, he's like, dude, I have something to tell you, you know, you need to sit down. So he's like, I'm at work. And he tells me, um, my boss gave me two options. He says, I can either give you a raise or I can give you two tickets to go see George Strait. <laughs> so yeah, wow. so so your brother's like, to hell with the raise. I don't care about the raise. <laughs> give me the concert tickets. So I'm sitting there and I'm just listening like, uh-huh. All, I, all I'm listening to is a second ticket. Yeah. And he, he just says like, dude, it's for you. So I was, I was blown away, you know, like I was like a little kid, you know, and so we, <laughs> in, we ended up going to the show, you know, that, that alone, um, just from there on to the date of the show was just amazing. It was June 5th. And uh, so we make it to the show. We're just like, like we talk about, you know, we buy our shirts, you know, I'm trying yeah, to, yeah. I have family mad at me that they, they're not with me. So I buy them a shirt and, you know, try to <laughs> ease, ease up that tension. But during the show, I kid you not, it was, you know, he played to thousands of people, but it wasn't to the extent of Foxborough and, and AT&T Stadium. Yeah. Uh, or Gillette Stadium and or AT&T. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I, that I was talking to your brother about, which, um, which I honestly think like, there were like misty eyes throughout the entire show. There were, you know, tears throughout every song that was being sung, you know, because it was the end of an era, mm-hmm. so to speak. And yeah, you know, even thinking about it now, it kind of like chokes me up a little bit thinking like, you know, I got to see George Strait and he was, as he's always been, he's always been the performer who is like such a gentleman that tips his hat, you know, he, there was a group behind him, like he was, he had his back to, to an entire section of the, of the venue. And he was always like thanking them or, you know, singing to them as well. Um, but it was such an amazing experience that, that has to be one of those memories that I'm going to take with me to the very end. And it just, it was worth mentioning. And even now, like it's, it's emotional just uh, going back and reliving that that was four years ago. Wow, that's amazing. Also, oh, it's pretty recent. I mean, well, relatively. Yeah, fairly recent. So, yeah, that was my one of my top uh, uh, concert moments that yeah. I experienced, and so that was pretty cool. Dang, that's all. And and was it in fact his last tour? Um, tour, yes, but he still does show. And as a matter of fact, he just did a show last uh, last weekend in Houston, if I'm not mistaken. Um. But yeah, there's. I mean, if I if I couldn't get tickets down here in South Texas, there's no way I would have been able to get tickets in Houston. No, no way. So, yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's done touring, but he'll still do shows, oh, okay. and he's still recording. You're talking about the greatest, literally the greatest musician of all time, because he has like over sixty number one hits, and nobody comes close to that. Not even uh, Garth yeah. Brooks. He beat Garth Brooks. No. Uh, I thought he had like no. some records too. Maybe he had like a lot of albums sold, like millions. I mean, I, it could be albums sold, but straight number one hits would go to George Strait. Wow, I did not know that. So, so yeah, that's that's my first one. So I think uh, Arbiter, you're up with your first. All right, yeah, um, not that hard for me. Growing up, being a huge Metallica fan. You know, mm-hmm. and, and watching the videos and all that and, you know, live videos, uh, the live shit binge and purge collection was uh, <clears throat> watched the crap out of that. And so mm-hmm. I thought I knew how it would feel like, oh, I, you know, I kind of know what this is going to be like. It doesn't compare to actually being there. 
right? Mm -hmm. um, the first time I saw Metallica, I've seen them three times. So the first time was, uh, so I'll just talk about the first one. Um, it was uh, the Summer Sanitarium Tour. Man, this was uh, well over 10 years ago. It was a long time ago. Wow. Maybe 15 years ago. It's been mm -hmm. a while. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they had several bands on that, uh, on that show. Uh, I can't even remember them all. I know Linkin Park was there. I want to say it was like Limp Bizkit. Or maybe I'm remembering that. Or was it Kid Rock? I don't know. Um, Deftones. And maybe Mudvayne? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm looking it up. You're talking about, yeah, Deftones, Mudvayne, Lincoln Park, Limp Bizkit, Metallica, 2003? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Wow. Thank you, Internet. Unless you have that amazing memory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, not yet. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and all those opening bands were like, all right, you know, they're, they're literally, you know, just appetizers, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. And they're, you know, oh, you know, this is pretty loud. It's a big, big venue. It was at the, it was at the, the place, the stadium where the Houston Texans play, right? So, Reliant, yeah, Reliant. So yeah, and it was huge. And I was like, oh my gosh. And we, I mean, they were expensive, so we we couldn't pay for like the ground, you know, the to be on out on the floor. And we were pretty far. We were literally all the way across the other end of the stadium, right? So when we were mm -hmm. watching the first opening bands you know it was cool you, know, you could see them you know i didn't need binoculars but they're still a distance away and again you know like oh this is loud you know i didn't think they were going to fill up this the, the sound of this stadium was i didn't think they were going to be able to fill it but you know uh, it was loud enough well mm -hmm. that did not prepare me for you know metallica they came on well here's the first thing about metallica you know like after the last band played before them <clears throat> you know they're, they're setting up they're getting everything ready and by this time, it's already evening, so it's nighttime. And and then, you know, you're waiting and people are talking. And then all of a sudden, all the house lights go down. Boom, everything goes dark. And you know, oh, shit, they're about to come on, you know. And, <laughs> and then you get that, like, those chills and that their electricity, like, just fills the air because everybody knows exactly what's about to happen, you know. Yeah. And then you hear the music from uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, The Ecstasy of Gold, right? Mm -hmm. okay. That starts to play you know classic uh, and then you know oh like they always uh come out to that music you know that is just like a staple of their live shows you know any metallica mm -hmm. fan will know that once you hear ecstasy of gold as soon as that that last note rings out from that they're gonna punch you in the face with something you know what i mean and sure enough mm -hmm. they did and it was amazing and they had pyro you know going from the bottom of the stage going up above them shooting outwards and wow. I could feel the heat all the way across the other to the other end of the stadium. Like I could feel it. Holy shit, that's hot! And I'm just thinking, wow. how the hell are they feeling? Like standing right next to this, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know, I was blown away, and uh, it was just an amazing experience. You know, I and again, I've seen them a couple times in Dallas and in San Antonio, and each time they're amazing. Uh, so, um, but that first time was just like the time, you know, because. You know, it's like your your inauguration. It's your you know popping the cherry on like your favorite band. Yeah. And, uh, and you know they played all the hits. They played you know stuff from all their albums. And I remember the next day my voice was hoarse because I was singing along to everything <laughs> and you know just shouting like yeah you know you just get all wrapped in, wrapped up into it. And it's like yeah. huge, you know it's a huge like shared experience with the whole crowd. And uh, and of course James is a. Uh, an amazing, you know, performer and frontman. He gets that crowd interaction, you know, um, and you know, you feel compelled if he says, you know, like shout, you know, like yeah or whatever. Like you're gonna, you're gonna follow his instructions because he's, you know, 
James fucking Hetfield, you know, so you're going to do what he says. The dude is the shit. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. And it was just, it was amazing. And, uh, I haven't seen him in a, a while, but <clears throat> I've seen him a few times already. And, and, you know, I, I think I've got my fill. Um, hopefully I'll get to see them again, but the prices are not cheap, but you know, when you see the show, you can see, you can understand why, right. They have yeah. the big screens yeah. and they put on a show to entertain a huge arena. It's not, a tiny little you know club gig they're 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 giving you your your money's worth so so yeah that's another thing not to complain about i will even though i do complain every now and then uh you know you're paying for all of that i, I heard that they they travel with like 18 18 wheelers or about 20 18 wheelers or like uh, like an armada of of semi uh trucks or whatever to carry all of the equipment all the stage stuff <sighs> Wow. Everything like it's yeah. a huge production, and I, I, I almost I think because they have like two fleets of them, like one to get to the next one, to be setting up for the next show while they're tearing down the one that they're currently at. Like it's a huge production. Wow, um, that's amazing. Yeah, and so all the, all of that costs money, so that's where all that goes. But yeah, I mean, aside from that, yeah, I mean, Metallica is amazing, and they always put on a hell of a show. I mean, all these years in, they still haven't slowed down. You know, and people can talk crap about Lars and all that. Sure, you know, he doesn't play the way he used to or whatever. But, I mean, he's up there, you know, day in and day out. They're traveling all over the world nonstop and still kicking ass. So, you know, I, I give them a lot of respect for that. And uh, that music is, I mean, some of it's really, you know, intricate stuff to play, you know. And they're they're playing it, you know, night after night. And and they, and they always seem genuinely into it. You know what I mean? They never feel, they never, every you know, live clip that I see even recently, they never look like they're just going through motions. They're like really into it. And so, and it, and it, and it kind of feeds into the crowd, you know, and then you give it back and it's just like awesome cycle of energy, you know? So it was a blast yeah. and I'll always remember that show for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I kind of went away in that, but I'll, I'll save, I'll save that for, for when it's my round. All right. All right. Rates, what do you have? All right, well, my next one I got to see at Red Rocks here in Colorado. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, well, technically my next two were at Red Rocks, but this one was the first time I had ever been there. This venue, I had only heard about it, but mm-hmm. obviously I had never seen it. So when I got there, I'm like, wow, this is massive and it sounds great. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to go see... Slipknot there. Oh, nice. So it was uh, the Summer's Last Stand tour. They were with uh, Motionless and White, Bullet for My Valentine, and Lamb of God. Oh, yeah. That's brutal. Okay. So, I mean, the, the, the first band to play it was Motionless and White, and I didn't know too much about them, but <clears throat> as, they were, as they were going through their songs, I'm like, oh, wow, they're not bad. Mm-hmm. So I got into them a little bit. And then Bull from Valentine, I had been into them since pretty much they first started. So I felt like I was the only guy that was into it. Everyone else was like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was I was screaming. I was jumping. And I was I think I was pretty much the only one. And then Lamb of God started, and everyone just started crowding up in the front. And at that time, the seats were first come, first serve. Mm-hmm. So, like, you get in there, you, you sit where you want to no matter what your ticket says they changed it since but at the time that's the way it was so everyone started crowding around so 
started pushing each other just to see Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that was a performance. By the, by the time Lamb of God finished, my voice was already getting sore. And I'm like, oh, man, Slipknot hasn't even started yet. <laughs> so Slipknot comes on, and I'm headbanging. I'm screaming my lungs out. And I'm like, man, this is going to hurt tomorrow, but I don't care. But what was cool about the show, uh, right before Slipknot started, they had the song uh, Running With The Devil by Van Halen as their intro. Uh And as soon as the song started, everyone started singing along. And it was was pretty awesome. awesome. And then, uh, man, what else? A few pretty cool things happened. But what really stood out, again, was the drumming. The, The current drummer... Jay Weinberg, uh, he has a certain snare drum that uh, has a really thick layer on it, mm-hmm. and it's really loud. Like it's crazy loud. It sounds like like just massive pop, like straight from straight from the stage to the back. I mean that thing rings. The that was really awesome, and I like he changed it up a little bit. The, I guess the drumming on some of the songs, and I really liked how how we worked around it. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, what was that? I, I wanted to ask really quick. I, you know, I've, I've seen a couple of shows of Slipknot on, on YouTube and stuff like that. So are you in the crowd at this moment or are you just hanging back like while everybody like destroys each other? No, I'm in the crowd. People are trying to mosh, but I mean, it's, it's an elevated, I guess, um, audience. So each level has its own height. So it goes oh, like okay. from the bottom to top. It's like it goes theater. at an incline. Yeah. Oh, so I like see. people are trying to mosh, and the security's like, "Whoa, whoa, you can't do that here. That's dangerous." <laughs> <laughs> you got to do the yeah, here. Um, I was decently close to the front. Uh, I got to see pretty much everything. Nice. And what and about then, um, what about the for the song "Spit It Out"? I know, like it goes crazy. Like everybody listens to Corey on that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they did the same thing. Everyone got on the ground i mean pretty much everyone listened there obviously there are going to be a couple of wannabe rebels out there that won't sit down but um yeah everyone got to the ground and then as soon as he said jump up we all jumped up and it was wild yeah so that's a that's a killer moment like to watch and uh i was actually standing next to a guy that um had been to a couple of shows before and then as soon as that song started, he's like, you know what you got to do, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen the concerts on, the, on DVD, at least. <laughs> I know what's about to happen. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> That's yeah. awesome. I saw them in Corpus, but, uh, and, and the same thing. I remember being amazed at, you know, you look around, and everyone's, like, kneeling on the ground. Like, pretty much everyone, like you said, there's, like, like just a handful of people just, you know, like not doing it or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then when everyone jumps up and, and everyone pretty much lands back on the ground at the same time, I mm-hmm. felt like the rumble on the ground. It was amazing. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what the hell? Like, I felt that. That was crazy. Yeah. Uh, it was, it mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah, they put on a hell of a show. Oh, that's nice. But yeah, I, another thing I, that... Uh, what was that? No, no, go ahead. I was going to say another thing that stood out was that was pretty cool was... Uh, I mean, every every single member in the band just goes wild on stage. Like they're in their own little world basically, but they're all going insane. 
And I remember during one song, I believe it was, uh, damn, what's it called? I can't recall, but it was off the last record. Um, Corey was singing a part and he started headbanging and jumping so, I guess, violently that his little platform or little stage that's there on front started tipping over and almost fell over. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, it was, it was a great concert. Sure enough, the next day, well, no, even right after the show, I could barely lift my head because my neck was so sore. (laughs) Yeah. uh, It's that adrenaline that just leaves your body and like, nope, back to the real world. Yeah. And yeah, (laughs) for the next about two or three days, I couldn't talk properly. Yep. That's awesome. You know, totally I've actually, working. I've actually been to uh, a few. I have not seen Slipknot in concert yet. Um, and the way things are going, I don't know if I ever will. Yeah, um, we'll be around. Well, some of them will. <laughs> but uh, I know what you mean. I've been to a couple of of these uh, shows where you know you as a as a spectator, you give it all you have. You're jumping up and down. You're in the mosh pits. You're singing every word. All of a sudden, the the lights go on. It's time to go home, and like I can't even walk out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I I can't even say anything. I can't speak, you know, and so, but that's still a that's still an amazing feeling because it's like you kind of get that that emotion. Like the band gave it their all. You as a fan gave it your all. You know, it's totally worth it. And that's what we talk about going to these shows. That's what you're gonna get, unless you're Aaron Lewis and decide to, you know. Be a, bitch, be a bitch and walk off the stage. Oh <laughs> but uh, no, real, real uh, bands will give it their all and, you know, they bring in the audience. But let's not go there. Um, yeah. I'm going to assume it's my turn. Um, yeah, like I said, I haven't seen Slipknot, but I really, really hope to one day um, get to catch them um, mm-hmm. because of that energy. But my next band is actually... You know, same as Arbiters, man. I finally got to see uh, Metallica. And this was last year, two years ago. Um, my wife and I finally got an opportunity, like, uh, to see them in San Antonio. So, but that's not the show I want to talk about. You know, we were lucky enough to catch them a second time the following year. Mm-hmm. So, seeing them the first time was amazing. We were literally the, the, at the very back against the wall. Of the, where the heck did the Spurs play? I think AT&T Center. Ah, uh, that sounds right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were at AT&T Center, and we got nosebleed tickets, the very definition. We were in the very back in the middle. I think I wrote up a, a paper on that for our, our site, or whatever the hell we call it, uh, a review. So yeah. anyway, for that for that show, you know, you know, Arbiter, you're right. You know, they start off with that uh, – that theme from Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and like, and then they just like hit you with, you know, I believe it was um for the 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 album, the new album. My God, I'm yeah, hardwired to self destruct. Yeah. So it was like super intense, you know, fire going everywhere, you know, and minute for minute, second for second, the band never never like stopped. It went on for over two hours. Even I was tired. <laughs> I don't know it. I don't know every Metallica song. The dude next to me, oh my goodness, word for word, never stopped. It got to, <laughs> got to the point. Yeah, it got to the point where I told my wife, like, hey, I'm kind of tired. Like, <laughs> what the hell? I've never, I've never been to a show that plays that long. So, 
But nonetheless, I mean, even after the show, they continued playing like they were hanging around. They were thanking the crowd. Like James was like grinning from ear to ear, like super humbled at everything, you know. And man, we were talking about that, like how amazing they are after all these years. Like mm-hmm. they're still like themselves, like they're very grounded. You know what I mean? They're not divas of in any in any way. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's still not the show I'm talking about. I'm talking. I want to talk about the Austin City Limits uh, uh, festival we went to last year in obviously in Austin. Mm-hmm. You know, we we got an opportunity to go because you know it was perfect timing for us. It was Metallica and Disturbed uh, co-headlining. I won't talk about the other stages because. I mean, come on, it's Lil Wayne. So, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to stick to the rock stage. Yeah. But it was Metallica and Disturbed. So obviously, you know, if you guys don't know, Disturbed is my favorite rock band. And Metallica is right up there. So, but one of the things that made it amazing, believe it or not, was taking my daughter with us. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the things that I wanted, wanted to bring out. Is like, my, I took my family and I took my wife. And I was debating whether or not to take my daughter. She was eight years old at the time. And I don't know if she can sit through it. She listens to our rock music, but I didn't think she was going to stand the entire festival. And to my, to our surprise, she did. You know, the reason, the reason I'm talking about that is because she was on my shoulders, excuse me, for all of Disturbed, all of Metallica. And she was like devil horns in the air, trying to sing every word as much as she knew, you know, and people are like high-fiving her. People are like congratulating us, you know, like that's so awesome. (laughs) You have your daughter, you know, and she's screaming and she has no idea what she's screaming, but she's feeding (laughs) off of the energy of the band. Yeah. So afterwards, I kid you not, by the last song, um, she fell asleep on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) So... I think one of the last songs was like Enter Sandman or something like that. And I was, you know, calling to her like, come on, one more. And she was like, no, no. So she fell asleep on, on my wife's lap on the floor there, you know, and people kind of gave us our little space. I guess they kind of respected that. Oh, yeah. And it was because of her that made that um, show amazing, you know, and it just goes to show like, it doesn't matter the age, you can take them and they're going to enjoy themselves. Yeah. So, I, I don't have to talk about how awesome Metallica was, how awesome Disturbed was, or the whole event. You know, when Arbiter, you just told us what how amazing Metallica did in 2003. They're still doing it in 2018, 19, and so on. So mm-hmm. we already have that. But I just wanted to provide a different, a different look on how, how else we can enjoy these live shows. You know, yeah. something as simple as having your little girl on your shoulders, man, it changes everything. So... Yeah, and uh, I don't know if that's cheating. No. I didn't really stick to the concert, but man, that was totally worth it. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. That is awesome. I think that's uh, parenting 101. Parenting 101, yeah. <laughs> Get them to experience so, a live show. There's nothing like it. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's my second pick. Cool. All right. Yeah, uh, so I'll be next. Um, so, of course, you know, metal is my preferred style of music so the other one the other show that I, I i feel like i have to share about is the one and only time i got to see pantera and uh, it was on their last tour um for reinventing the steel which is an album mm-hmm. that i absolutely love which seems to not be among the favorite or one of the top favorites amongst other people but 
I think they're nuts. That album is amazing. Anyway, um, who was opening? I know Soulfly was one of the opening acts. Oh, nice. And I can't remember who the other ones were. Those, <laughs> I mean, it was just Soulfly that, that stood out. I want to say Nothing Face may have been the opening, the very opening band. Uh, um, trying to look it up. They had a few. They had a few good uh, songs, and Soulfly I was a big fan of because I'm a big fan of Sepultura. You know, Max is being mm-hmm. is the you know the front man for Soulfly, and I knew all their songs, so that was awesome. I was like, man, it could end right here, and I'd be completely happy, right? And of course, wow. it, that that wasn't going to be the case. And uh, the one thing that that really stands out before Pantera took the stage was that before Pantera took the stage, I felt like an eternity waiting for them and the crazy thing is you know like you know how in between bands a band will finish and then the crowd will disperse go to the bathroom get their beer go to the merch tables uh that didn't happen for pantera everyone like a lot of people stayed packed up in front because they wanted to be right up in front for pantera yeah yeah and uh being this was my first time seeing them i was like okay well i guess i'm not moving either like they know something and and obviously i wanted to be there too so uh, i'm not giving up my spot and I remember just being crushed with everyone pushing forward towards the barrier. Uh, the next day, needless to say, like my arms and shoulders were sore. My calves were sore from like constantly like jumping to see over taller people that were in front of me um, <laughs> and fighting the pit. I was like right in front of the edge of the, the, the mosh pit. And, you know, if you've ever been near a mosh pit, it's kind of like a tornado. You'll kind of get sucked in. Yeah. Careful. <laughs> yeah. So I had to keep fighting that off and like pushing my way back forward, you know, like, no, I don't, I don't want to lose consciousness. I don't want to lose sight of the show. I want to enjoy, like I've, <laughs> I've been in mosh pits uh, and, and I understand it. And I, I understand, you know, the release from being in it, but this was one mm-hmm. show where I was like, no, I need to see, I need to see the show. You know? And yeah, of course yeah, I fought to sure. stay in front of Dimebag the entire time. You know, I love all of Pantera, but I mean, being a guitar player, like he is, uh, you know, like my hero, you know, he's the, you know, the guitar player I've always aspired to. So I was yeah, not going to lose my spot to stand in front of Dime the entire time. And I didn't, you know, I fought to be there and uh, I joked with one of my friends, um, you know, like I made eye contact with Dime. He looked right at me. I know he did, you know, one of those deals. <laughs> yeah. And, and I truly yeah. feel like I did. And, and so that, that hit me. I was like, yes, you know, um, the band was amazing. You know, it was loud as hell pyro every like it was just awesome and at the end you know you know dime you know is throwing guitar picks out and the same thing rachel you mentioned you know like people are hunting for them yeah same thing for me you know crowd is dispersing a little bit and i was like no i know there's got to be more guitar picks down here i know they didn't all get picked up (laughs) yeah and i'm looking through and you know you're seeing trash and plastic cups and stuff everywhere and i saw a tiny little black speck I lunged for it, picked it up with my hand and, you know, made my way out the venue with my, my fist clenched. You know, I did not want to drop it. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I was like, I don't even know if I have one or not. And I, I caught up with my friend. He was waiting for me outside who, you know, my friend, Josh, he said, uh, as soon as Pantera was going to come on, he said, I'm going to go to the back. So I know it's going to get crazy. He was not as big a Pantera fan as I am. So mm-hmm. he was all wimping out and I just gave him crap for that forever. <laughs> like, come on, man, you wimped out for Pantera. Anyway. As we're walking out, you know, we're getting back to the car. You know, it was what I really felt like Charlie uh, from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> I opened up my hand slowly. Nice. And I saw the Pantera logo on the guitar pick, and I was like, yes, you know. Wow. So I still have it right here. It's one of my prized possessions. I told my wife, you wow. bury that with me. It's going with 
Um, it went from Dime's hand to mine, so like that's like so special to me. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was ama- amazing. And of course, not long after that, Pantera basically fell apart. And even a couple more years after that, you know, Dime was tragically killed. So I never got a chance to mm-hmm. see Dime again. But that one time I got to see him was with Pantera. You know, uh, and I again I knew every song and I was screaming and and I got a merch I got a shirt that I wore so much that it literally started falling apart. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, it was it was an amazing show and uh, I'm so <laughs> glad I got to see them. You know, when I did before you know before they were no longer a band. You know, and- see, and that, that's that's like a topic in itself for like another show because I've been wanting to talk about you know these these bands that we wish we could have seen you know, when they were around or artists, Yeah. you know, but the simple fact, like I, I never knew that you actually have dimes, uh guitar pick. Oh yeah. Man, that is a, that's a piece of rock history right there. Oh hell yeah. That's incredible. Man. It's been a while since I've visited you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we should get together for a barbecue. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> um, man, that's, that's incredible. No, see, unfortunately I never got to see Pantera in concert. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not that huge a fan, but you know, it wasn't until recent years. Again, I think I texted you right about about uh, what was that song, um, "Cemetery Gates" or what's it called? Oh yeah, yeah. And I told like, oh my goodness, that's like one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the opening. It's like, what is this? I think I was at the gym at that time, and like I, I stopped working out. And I texted you, and, and you you told me like, yes, like I can't believe you've never heard that before, and. Yeah, it's it's an amazing it's it was an amazing track and unfortunately I didn't appreciate it for what it was at the time. But One that's a, that must have been a really good show. In my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would uh, say so. Probably even in rock music. Oh yeah. So uh, it's like so filled with emotion and mm-hmm. so melodic uh, but yet aggressive at the same time. I don't know, it's just it's just amazing. And the way he and, yeah. and Phil trade off like high pitched screams at the end guitar versus yeah mm-hmm. i always thought that was amazing mm-hmm. uh, dime was a king of that you know the the, the harmonic screams on the guitar uh, mm-hmm. yeah it was it was amazing to see and yeah and you know speaking on 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 live experiences if anyone wants to get like a definitive view of, of pantera maybe in their prime definitely look up the monsters of rock moscow in 91 oh, i believe for the, yeah they played domination. 91 oh, 91 i believe that has to be one of the best live, you know, recordings of any band ever. Every, I see it all the time. Never get tired of it. it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. I believe. You, I believe you loaned me that copy, right? Oh, the yeah, the the live DVDs. Yeah, I, I checked that out. That was pretty intense. Yeah, it's amazing. I remember the next day seeing you. You're like, did you see it? What'd you think? What'd you think? <laughs> it was awesome, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. I, I watched the I watched the the live the the home videos like. All the time, I love them. Like I can quote them, you know, along with it's it's crazy. My wife just laughs at me like you're watching that again, you know. But it charges me up. It gets me all excited again for music and, and you know, mm-hmm. you want to go see a live show. But uh, but yeah, I mean everything Pantera did was great. But I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and stop. So Rachel, you can you can you can go next. <laughs> all right. Well, it's kind of hard to top Pantera, but. My last pick is was something that was really, really close to me. It was uh, I got to see a perfect circle at Red Rocks. Nice. Okay. Awesome. And scientists, you know this. 
Maynard James Keenan is one of my favorite rock icons, period. Yeah, I do know that. Um, I truly believe anything he is on or anything he works on turns to gold. Like, he's just a genius, a complete genius to me. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this guy, he's in three bands, two mm-hmm. of them which have gone like platinum or gold or I'm not sure what, what the label is, but I mean, they sold a ton of records and um, he does, well, he does tool perfect circle and his solo project was Pucifer. He has a winery in Arizona. He's written a book. I mean, this guy's done almost all of it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I heard, a perfect circle was going to play at Red Rocks. I'm like, no, I have to see this. There's no way I can miss this. Yeah. And again, sure enough, as soon as the tickets went on sale, I went straight to the website to get tickets and I got them. I just got them. And as soon as I did, I started texting all my buddies. I'm like, dude, I'm going to go see a perfect circle. And then I was like, oh man, no way. And I'm like, yes, be jealous because I'm going to see Maynard James Keenan live. <laughs> So, come showtime, we get there, and um, there's a certain, there's like, I think about three or four entrances into Red Rocks. And I went straight for the one that uh, is closest to the merch table. And I was like, no, I, I have to get something. Like, I have to remember this night. And sure enough, we get there, and all the signed tour posters are gone. <laughs> and I'm like, well, they're crazy expensive, so I wouldn't have been able to get one anyhow. So I got, I ended up getting a t-shirt and man, I just don't want to wear it. Cause I'm like, man, I don't want it to fade. I don't want it to wear out, but <laughs> I have it there and I just look at it time to time. And I'm, man, I was there. This is incredible. But um, awesome. I don't know, the, pretty much the whole show was amazing. Like I said uh, before, but the, there's something about the lights that, they just went with each song. They kind of like flowed through the air because there were, there were like a bunch of little screens on stage. There wasn't one big one. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of spaced out, uh, I guess, the feel of it. Like it, each member had a, his own light on him. It, it, it just flowed with the music. It was pretty sweet. Nice. And uh, what was I going to say? Um, they played some oldies, which was really special because they hadn't played some of those songs in years and they played one called uh count bodies like sheep off of one of their very very early records mm-hmm. and the true fans like you can easily spot them because all of them just went nuts as soon as it started and me being one of them i was jumping up and down screaming my head off and yeah it was special but um, another thing that also stood out was, you know, these people aren't perfect. These band members make mistakes. And I wrote an article on this, too. Like, it, it's on our website. But there was one at one point, uh, the lead guitarist, Billy, he started playing the intro to one of their new songs after the last album. And I was expecting to hear something and... It didn't come out the way 
I had heard it on the record. So I'm like, man, that sounds kind of odd and like a little off. And then you can see the guy, he looks to his, uh, the sound guy off to the, off to the right. And he's, he kind of just shrugs his shoulders. And like he completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. And then on another song, Maynard started singing some of the lyrics to the beginning and, uh, he kind of messed up on the lyrics too. And he just started laughing at himself a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Uh, that's awesome. But. That's uh, special. You know, it's not the album. Yeah. You know, you're seeing. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was nice to see. Like, it just shows that these people are human too. I mean, we make, we yeah. all make mistakes. Yeah, and uh, another thing that was pretty cool was that he was moving and, jumping so much and he was on his own little platform and uh he was because he usually stands in the back he's not in the front like most front uh front men he's in the backs kind of in the dark uh mainly to give its music its due he doesn't want all the attention on him but uh what was cool is that i noticed during one of the songs he was moving and jumping around so much that his little stage actually started moving too like oh man that thing is in a break (laughs) (laughs) and uh I got one more little tidbit from this uh, from this out from this uh-huh. tour, from this show. Obviously, the show was amazing, mind blowing. But the part that really stood out to me was the outro song. Whoa! Oh. <laughs> it was. Um, if you're Mexican, you you've heard this song before. All you right. might not know it by the by the by the name of the song, but you've heard it before. You just got to look it up. It's called uh, El Sonidito. Okay. If you don't remember it, Google it. And man, as soon as that song started, I just started laughing like crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. And uh, sure enough, I started dancing there in the audience as soon as people were leaving. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty great. It was funny. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, you get to, you get to, uh, I can really enjoy these shows, huh? Different oh, yeah. Ways. <clears throat> so I'm looking at going over my notes here. And, you know, there's a few honorable mentions. And, like, I'm going, I've been to many shows that I forget where I've been. But one of my honorable mentions is um, Evanescence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't remember when. But it was on. It was on Halloween night, and yeah, catching Evanescence was one of the one of the highlights of you know I guess my concert going repertoire. That you know it was so cool to finally see them perform. Um, again, it was in South Texas, and it was <clears throat> the crowd wasn't that big, and I don't understand why. Maybe because it was Halloween, I I don't know, but that's an honorable mention, and I won't really touch up on that but i just wanted to mention that and i've been to so many disturbed concerts that i've literally lost count i've seen them in (laughs) many different cities here in texas and i will continue to see them until they're retired and of course inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame which i know they will be (laughs) Um, but i've been to many that i really can't tell you which one uh my which one stands out? I mean, well, yes, I can and I will. But one of the things I wanted to mention was um, a show that that was really cool to stand out uh, that I went to that stood out was I Caught America. Um, 
again, maybe about oh. a year ago. It was about a year ago. I think you it was know. two years ago. Was it two? I think so. I think so. Okay. You're probably right. It's, it's around that. Yeah, I think so. So they had come down here. We have a brand new, um, we have a brand new venue and I guess, you know, they got America to perform and, you know, it was so amazing because, you know, at first and foremost, you know, I grew up listening to America from my parents. You know, we used to take those, we were those cheesy families that we used to take those Sunday drives where all my dad would do is just play the oldie station, mm-hmm. you know, and my brother and I would be sitting in the back seat and we'd be like, dad, change the station, change the station. This sucks. You know, this is boring music. <laughs> So he would always respond with, you know, when you have your car, you can play whatever you want. Okay. So we were stuck listening to America, to the Beatles, to all this music, and we hated it at the time. You know, <laughs> you know, fast forward to today, you know, it's some of the best music ever made. It's for many reasons, you mm-hmm. know. So, so when I found out America was coming down here, you know, I, I you know, my wife and I, as a, as a gift, we bought my parents tickets to go see them. And then... I, we hadn't thought about going ourselves, but we talked about it and we're like, well, why not? So we got another pair of tickets. We went to go see them. So I've always been the type of person that when I go to shows because of Disturbed, I expect to meet the band Mm -hmm. and I'm not paying for that. I just expect to meet them (laughs) one way or another. We're going to cross paths and I have a Sharpie pen in my pocket. So you know, we, you, we go to the show, you know, it's a very, very, it's, it's almost like a formal thing. You know, we're all dressed up, you know, the band does an amazing, amazing set. We're singing along and enjoying it. So the show's about to finish. And, you know, I told my wife, Hey, you know what? I think if we go to the back, like we go outside of the venue, we head to the back where, where they're, you know, the buses, I think we have a chance. So should we, we did it. We went out, we got out this, um, out of this, um, the venue, we went towards the back. We were the only ones there. People were walking by, like, without a care in the world. Now, um, <laughs> and we just waited, waited, waited. And sure enough, minutes later, they came out. And we just, like, called them out. Like, hey, can we have your autograph? Like, um, it's, uh, I forget their names. I know one of them is Jerry Beckley. And I forget the other one. Um, but they were so nice. They're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to bring up our, our truck to our SUV to the front. We'll meet you at the gate. So, a couple of years ago, I had written an article on their greatest hits, you know, and the influence mm-hmm. they've had on music for our website. Yeah. So I had already prepared. I had, you know, in, in my wife's purse, she was carrying the article that I wrote. So, you know, the gate opens up, you know, they tell their driver, stop here. You know, we're going to sign autographs for, for, for me and, and my wife. And I pulled out the article and I had them sign it, you know, and it was like, one of the coolest things ever, you know, I've had autographs, I have memorabilia, but to me, this is one of the best ones because it's tied to what we do, what our podcast is about, what our writings are about. It's mm-hmm. a passion, you know, that was passed on from my, my parents to, to me, you know, my wife um, took a picture of them um, as they signed it for, for me and I have it framed. So I would have to say that that's one of my, one of my favorite um, times in, in, in concert going, you know, going to concerts and, you know, just enjoying it. That's incredible. Getting that extra memory, you know. Yeah, it's, it's something that, that I have, you know, and afterwards, you know, I, I called my dad, like, and I just told him, guess who just met America? 
so he was he was pretty blown away by that and it was it was really special <laughs> that's pretty cool but um what i do you know one of the things I, i did want to mention before before i think we've all gone right i think we've all yeah, done our, th- yeah. our three okay one of the things i would do want to mention is like you know being being able to really really third. you haven't oh, okay oh you're right i'm sorry um it's my third right i if i'm not mistaken um one of the things that i wanted to mention i've been to as i said i've been to many many disturbed shows you know and there's always something that makes makes you a part of it like you know arbiter a while um, a while ago you said that it becomes a religious experience you know sometimes you know we leave these shows with like tears in our eyes or you know just all our bodies are sore are aching because you know we also gave it our all <clears throat> you know this this past time you know was really special for me because you know you know we got to see disturbed with three days grace in san antonio uh, a couple months ago um and it, it was really we got to be on the second stage um right there literally right in front of the second stage and again i had my daughter on my shoulders and you know and my wife with me and so it, it felt really special you know to know that you know the band actually came off the stage and they actually said hi to my daughter they said hi to us you know my daughter was blown away she was like dad dad you know rock stars just said hi to me and you know things <laughs> like that you know and one of the cool things is like you know being technically married and not married uh is I actually got to propose to my wife during the sound of silence you nice. know which yeah so it was just like that that tip that icing on the cake if you will you know it was a perfect moment and you know we had some people you know shrug thinking like you really proposed during a rock concert like yes but it's something that only i understand and my wife understands you will never understand this yeah mm-hmm. so yep. um, i mean it's just added added stuff to the shows themselves that make it amazing but that's all i got nice that's sweet so, yeah so it worked it worked out very well for that and uh so yeah arbiter you had uh yours right i'm sorry i'm taking up your time no it's cool man uh i can make it pretty brief uh one of the bands that i think i've seen more than any or the, like i've seen the most is uh and it, this is going to be a total curveball when you consider i, I talked about metallica and pantera mm-hmm. is a band called the plain white tees Oh. Them. oh my okay yeah they had uh that hit uh hey there delilah or hey yeah Delilah. yeah <laughs> and the reason is because you know when i first met my wife you know she was a big fan of their first album and she would listen to it all the time to the point where i listened to it all the time yeah i actually started to like it it was, it was the first album was actually really great really catchy and we saw them at the warp tour <laughs> uh when they were playing on a tiny little stage off to the side not even on one of the big main stages that was pretty cool we got to meet them and the crazy thing is like like you were just mentioning uh scientists that you know seeing the show is one thing and then getting to meet the band and find out like these are really cool people uh-huh. just makes it even much more of a cool experience yeah and so I've, I've met this band a bunch of times and we've had all these really unique experiences with them so i'll just kind of go through a couple of them really quickly uh-huh. um for one of them we were going to see them in austin we got there late we got to the venue late. They had already played because they weren't the, the closing band. It was a simple plan, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so I was like super bummed. I was like, ah, I brought, you know, you know, again, we weren't married yet, but I brought my girl over to see them. And 
she's super excited and traffic and a bunch of stuff got in the way and we just didn't make it on time and she was super bummed and i was bummed for her uh-huh. and the band was hanging out there on the side you know like at their merch table and i went and i told them like hey man we, we came up to see you guys we missed it and super bummed my my wife is a huge fan and i'm a pretty you know i'm becoming a big fan myself and the singer uh tom He's like, really? Y'all drove all the way from from where? From the art, you know, Rio Grande Valley. Yeah, we drove like five hours to get over here. He's like, wow, that's that's awesome. You know, I really appreciate that. So he's like, you know what? Come with me. Go get your your girlfriend. So we went. We followed him all the way over to their van where they had their U-Haul. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was you know chatting with us the entire time. He pulled out a, a tour poster and signed it and brought it back to the other guys in the band. They all signed it and gave us a couple of like demo CDs and said, here you go, here you go. You go, guys, you know, like, sorry for missing the show, but hopefully this helps make up for it. And we're, like, blown away that he went out wow. of that to is do crazy. that, you know. And, 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 you know, we still have the poster and, and, and stuff. So that was amazing. Another time, <laughs> we went to see them in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right next to this uh, really well-known uh, record shop called uh, Hogwild. There's a mm-hmm. venue, like, right next to it. And so when we got there, they weren't, again, one. they were not one of the closing bands. So they only have, you know, like, 20 25 minutes to play their set and they had a ton of they had they, their set was cut short from because of technical difficulties right so they mm-hmm. only got to play like 10 or 15 minutes so mm-hmm. just a smaller fraction of their songs mm-hmm. and um so the singer says you know like hey guys we're about to this will be our last song you know we're sorry that you know that we didn't get to play as long and he's and he, he made like a quick thing like hey, how many of you guys came to see specifically us or whatever anybody and, you know, several hands went up and he says, all right, well, then I want you guys to meet me off over here to the side after our set. Uh, mm-hmm. And so my wife's like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. And so we did. And he came out with an acoustic guitar. Right. He pulled us a, a small crowd of like 15, 20 people off to another little corner of the venue, uh, kind of like tucked, tucked away, pull out the acoustic guitar and just played pretty much a, an acoustic set from songs that were going to be coming out on their next album. Wow. And it was amazing. I couldn't believe it. I kept looking around like, is this really happening? Is this dude really doing this? Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, they're like, you know, becoming a successful rock band. And this dude is so cool enough to right after he played, you know, on stage to play a whole other set uh, of acoustic songs just for us. And Hater Delilah was one of them, but uh, we didn't really know it at the time. He was like, these are all the songs on their next album. You know, they're all recorded already. But, you know, I wrote them all on acoustic. So I'll play them for you guys like this to make up for not seeing our full set and we're just wow. blown away you know we thanked them and you know talked with them for a bit and that was insane uh so that was super cool and That's amazing yeah That's awesome i can't believe it sometimes and then uh, a third <laughs> time a third awesome experience with this band was seeing them in corpus mm-hmm. uh this time they were going to be the closing band right uh there are that that album had already come out so they were already doing pretty good and even before they played, like some of the opening bands were playing and they were just hanging out in the crowd, you know, and I recognized them. So I was like, I was talking to the guitar player. We're talking guitar stuff. And I ran into that guy, Tom, again. And, I'll, and I think he kind of remembered us. He was like, oh, yeah, I've seen you guys have come out to our shows before. And I told me, yeah, dude, like my wife and I are big fans. And like one of our special songs is, is one of your songs, you know, uh, Fireworks, it's called. Uh-huh. I asked him, are you guys going to play that tonight? And he says, no. We weren't planning on it, but do you want to hear it? And I was like, yeah, that would be awesome. And he said, wow. yeah. I talked to his guitar player. I was like, hey, can we play this one tonight? He's like, yeah, we'll do it. He says, all right, man, what's your girl's name? And I told him, and he was like, all right, man, we got you covered. And I thought, oh, he's just he's just being nice. Thanks. You know, if he doesn't do it, then not a big deal. 
Well, they come on stage, they play a few songs, and then he, he says, you know, this one goes out to, you know, Adrian, you know, that's my wife's name. Uh, this song's for you or whatever. And she didn't know. So she turns around <laughs> with her eyes wide and, like, she's, like, blown away. She's like, what? And I said, yep. And I got, like, lifetime points for that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? And they played the song, and she was, like, crying and jumping up and down. She couldn't believe it, singing all the song, all the words. And, and I was like, damn, he actually did it. That was so cool. Um, and so I was just blown away by how, you know, humble and down to earth and, and like, you know, cool this guy was that he was able to, to do that. Like Diva Rockstar, oh, man, it's not on our set. We're not going to do that or whatever. Now, nah, so, you know, the band, you know, like them or not, like I've, I will always have a huge amount of respect for, for them and, and this guy, Tom, for being so cool, despite, you know, having every opportunity to blow me off or be a jerk. I never done that. So, um, so yeah, like those are some, some amazing experiences and they're not metal related. <laughs> so see, I was so it's crazy that I, I can have that with my wife, especially all of all three of them were with her. So. See, I'm, I'm not going to lie. The moment you mentioned plain white tees, I was, I was about ready to throw, throw shade at you, man. I was about to start <laughs> teasing you, but man, that's gotta be, that's, that's so incredible. Like, like that they've remained like humble and that they're there like, you know, we, we got you, you know, we're going to take care of that. Yeah. That's so cool. So I kind of have, I have a whole new respect for, for this band now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say that the first two albums, uh, stop and all that we needed are still two of my favorite, like just pop poppy type rock albums are great to sing along to. I stopped listening to them uh, a little bit after that. Uh, but I'm sure if I listen to him, I'm sure those songs are great because that guy is actually a really talented songwriter. Mm -hmm. But um, just as a little capper, they came to the Valley uh, already a handful of years ago. And they were, I think, the closing band because by this time they're already pretty huge. Mm -hmm. And as they're leaving the stage, you know, we're off to the side and he comes by and he was like, hey, like, like he recognized us. And I was like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> what are you guys doing? And I was like, oh, we're good. Like, we brought my ne our nephews here to see you guys. Like, oh, really? Oh, y'all want a picture? And he took a picture with them. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this guy cannot get any cooler. Uh, that's awesome. See, I'd like to think that at that point, you can say, yeah, we're friends. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was pretty, it was pretty amazing. But yeah, that, those are some uh, awesome experiences for me. And, and you know, we, we're, we really should do another episode of this because I still have, I know I still have a ton more stories of really fun experiences and memorable times at, at concerts. Sounds good. I'm down. Cool. All right. So um, is there anything else you'd like to add, Rates? No, that's, uh, that's it for me. All right. I think I'm good, too. Um, just a heads up where everybody can find us, man. They can look us up on, on all social media sites and Spotify, iTunes. Look up the Skeptics Review. Um, continue to weigh in on your comments and thoughts and let us know how you feel about this podcast. Do you have any uh, rock uh, con or any concert moment memories you'd like to share with us so we can feature on? Uh, we really do appreciate the support. And we will, if there's anything else, guys, I think we will see everybody next time. No, so, no. sounds good. Yeah. So, for the scientists, I am the scientist with Arbiter and Rayton. We will see you guys next time. See ya. Peace.